says we're live. Uh, yep, we're live. So, uh, Rich, we're live. Welcome to those listening in podcast land. No, it's Facebook Live. The website is Facebook. The parent company is now Meta. Um, no, so the same way that Google is owned by Alphabet, the Alphabet company, or Alphabet, whatever. Um, the, so that's how it works. Google didn't change its name. Google stayed Google, but Alphabet is now the parent company. So they could delete the, the old adage that they had, don't be evil. Uh, Facebook is doing it to distract us for something else that's terrible and I don't remember which one it was. So. Anyway. Uh, they're going great. I'm, I got my big mug of mead. Yummy mead. Facebook has completely changed the uh, the way that things look on here, so that's a little weird. Yeah. Nice. How about it, it? What is that? I mean, I like pancakes. I like Mexican food. Can you get both? Uh, that sounds delicious. I will have... Do they have lengua tacos? Okay. I'll have carnitas. Tacos. And for dessert, I will have... Churro pancake. Or an order of churro pancakes. I'm fat. I'll leave it all. Nice. Nice. Well, we're in the midst of the World Series and everything baseball we'll be talking about today. Uh, also, um, I'm actually going to give you something that is in our quick hits. Uh, we'll call it, I'll, I'll call it the quick hits, but the biggest thing we're going to talk about is, um, information that makes Rich and I take our beloved, uh, hockey team to task. Time to roll 
roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, and we're back. Welcome to those watching us live, because we have somebody watching. If you comment or like, you'll get a shout out. Um, so, Rich, uh... Big week of sports to talk about, lots to talk about, but first, the all-important question. We all need to know the answer to chili or gumbo at your tailgate. Rich, what were your thoughts? What did you vote for? And uh, I'll let you know how the people voted. Yeah. A good gumbo, a good gumbo, a good gumbo. I mean, I I don't know. I'm always I'm always up for gumbo. I love gumbo. Um, but uh, guess what? I also voted for chili because chili won ten to zero with a hundred percent of the votes. Boom confetti. Nobody voted for gumbo, Rich. Yeah. Time out. Time out. We got to we got to shout out and because he's currently watching, I'm going to tell him to do something real quick. Solomon Stroop is watching the live stream. Says he loves you guys. Solomon, you have my permission to turn us off, but you could just add a tab at the top of your screen, add a tab, go to Yahoo and pick this week's Pick'em challenge. I know you know how to get into your Yahoo because you're doing stuff on fantasy. Right under the, the fantasy football stuff, you can do your tournament pick or your, your pro pick them so you can actually have games picked for this week so you have a possibility of getting points. You're probably not going to win the overall one, but you can at least, you know, do, uh, do at least maybe get a weekly shout out. We'll get to that in a second, but Solomon Stroop. Everybody, Solomon Street's watching. So, thanks for joining us. Uh, we got another. He said he's failing at fantasy. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll get to. We'll do, we'll give you some updates on that. But uh, your fantasy NASCAR is doing great, which we're going to talk about in just a second too. Okay, uh, Rich, back to the show and the important stuff. Um, chicken wings versus meatballs versus corn dogs. Is this kind of a deep fried or what? How did how did you come up with this one? Things, yeah. Well, I mean, two of them work really well together because they're things that you use. That you get those mini corn dogs and you use toothpicks to stab them and eat them, and the meatballs too. But the chicken wings, unless you got the boneless chicken nuggets, chicken nugs. Uh, unless you got the chicken nugs, chicken wings are hard to eat if you put them on a stick. Okay. Let's head over to baseball, where we have World Series talk to go through. Uh, Rich, obviously, last week took the Astro, Asterix, Asterix, we can't call them, I, I will refuse to call them anything but that. 
uh, until the asterisk yeah let's go Braves Yeah. Let's go Braves. I hope they win it at home. I mean, that means they have to win the next three games. And I, I hope they do that. Because if they do that, that means that uh, the commissioner has to give the trophy away in a place where he's definitely getting booed. 100% going to get booed for taking away the All-Star game. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to boo him. I'd boo him. But. You mean the crazy, awesome, like, he deserves an MVP award for for catching a 102 mile an hour, miles an hour fastball to the shin? That breaks, that fractures his tibia, or fibia, fibia, fractures his fibia. He continues to pitch. A, he runs around in that play. You can see him running in that play. And then he he gets an out to finish that inning and comes back and pitches against Altuve and strikes him out. He did, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And he can't. No, he came out the next inning. He he did come out. He, Altuve was in the next inning because um, when he came out in the next inning, they took him out immediately after the strikeout because he landed in a funny way. And that's what that's what told the staff, and and he said, um, okay, you can't hear Rich. Okay, well, I'm sure. Let me check. Keep talking, Rich. He pitched and got out of that inning on a broken leg. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of amazing. Yeah, I guarantee they can hear you now. So just for those who didn't, who couldn't tell, uh, Rich voted for uh, Chili because he doesn't know he, he he has to be in the right mood for Gumbo. Rich took the asterisks, which he calls the Astros, uh, because over the over whoever won the National League, I took the Braves because I like the Braves, um, and that's who Rich left me with. This is for our our lunch uh, bet that we make every year. We currently, I, I'm hoping for the Astros to, or for the, uh, for the Braves to win at home so that the commissioner has to give the trophy to a, uh, to the team that he took the world, the, the all-star game away from. So, okay. You're all caught up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting matchup between the Astros kind of on their revenge tour or redemption tour. Yeah. For getting uh, cheaters. Yeah, for cheating uh, to win the last. Hence, why they deserve to be called the Asterix. Okay, 
and then you got the Braves who are got the all-star game taken away from them and now they're kind of in the media again negatively for the tomahawk chop does that and the, and the commissioner kind of sidestepped that saying of whether that that needs to be addressed and stopped during games as a like a regular occurrence or a chant at the stadium by saying he'll leave that up to the to the team to make that decision he's not going to get in the middle of it and or trying to sidestep it saying that if the local native american community approves of it or has no problem with it then it can continue yeah but it seems like more native american groups are speaking up about it in saying that that's kind of offensive you shouldn't that that's not right but their voices aren't being heard over the over the vast majority so yeah so um off of the World Series, we have a couple other big stories that we need to talk about. Um, everybody's favorite uh, favorite uh, animal rights group, PETA, yeah. has come out and said, we need to change an injustice in this world. It is a shame for us to do this, and we need to make it right. We can no longer call it the bullpen. I almost thought that it was a fake news story when I first saw it, but then I clicked. Are on you it. saying that that wasn't? For, I, a hundred percent. When no. I first heard it, I agree, and I know, I know you you are correct. But I thought, yeah, I a hundred percent thought it was from like the babbling bee or the onion coming out with this, thinking, no, that's that's what it has to be. Oh my goodness! But. Now, this is one thing I will say. They were able to... They did come up with a totally amazing name to change it to. So so you like their their proposed name change? You know what? Out of all of the things that I... Like, I agree. I think it's ridiculous that they're trying to change the name. But if they're going to change the name, why wouldn't you use the arm barn? How does that not sound awesome? I just sound like Kevin from The Office. Like seriously, you don't like the the arm barn? I I don't. I I, okay. it's, I, I like the bullpen. I call the call to the arm. Call the call to the pen or going to the pen. They're going to be going to the pen earlier. But what mean what does it? Do, do the announcers have to adjust and say, well, they're going to need to uh, bring in an arm from the barn. They're going to be going to the barn early this game. Hey, I think it sounds it great to me. It doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't have the same ring to it. I mean, I think PETA's got here's my question. Do, PETA's got more problems that they could be addressing by... Do I need to change the off. name of my office away from the pig pen? I don't have it named that, but, you know, I think now we're going to... We're going to call this the pig pen. I mean, it's not that messy, but am I not allowed to do that, or is PETA going to get after me about that now? They could. Probably. I, I just think that, I mean, I, when I heard that PETA talking about baseball to change, you would have thought that they would have gone about, maybe gone after the baseball, the, the material that they make the baseball out of. I don't think they, do they use rawhide in it? Do they use hide anymore? Or is it a so synthetic? So other things that got brought up when I read one of the articles was, so does that mean we can't call a 
called the football of the pigskin anymore? Um, I just came up with a really crazier one. Okay. If we can't call it the bullpen, do we have to change the name of everybody's favorite Peanuts character? Pigpen? That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. PETA thinks we need to na- change the name of the the Peanuts character Pigpen. Other news in baseball, the Cleveland Guardians or the Indians are getting sued. Um, I guess there was a roller derby team named the Cleveland Guardians. And they have it they have it copyrighted. Yeah, they have it copyrighted. They own the they own I think the name and image likeness. They own the web page. Like Everything how are you they've had that brand since twenty thirteen. How are you gonna change how are you gonna put it out there to change your name to something? And not have made sure that you could get the legal rights to it. Yeah, I mean, the, the story, I think, that I read about it, I think it might have been covered in the link that I that I put in our outline, says, I guess they filed for the patent in a... The, the patent was filed to the U.S. Patent Office from a small little nation in Africa so that it wouldn't draw media attention and the story wouldn't get leaked. So it got fast tracked. So it got approved, and then they made the announcement. And then, all of a sudden, I guess the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team got is now up in arms about it and is suing them. Six, maybe what? Six months after they've announced the change and came out with logos. Yeah, I I'm okay with it. They, I, they deserve it. They I mean, did. I mean, does this not go to show the incompetence that is the front office of the Cleveland, whatever you want to call them, baseball team? Because we're not going to be able to call them the Cleveland Guardians anymore. Unless until they settle. Yeah. I mean, the the roller derby team has nothing to lose here. Because either they're going to get the type of settlement that they want, so the Guardians, so Cleveland doesn't have to change their name, again yep or they're gonna get a settlement that's gonna be less than what they're wanting to wanting to accept but it's probably gonna make up and make them a profitable team oh 100 percent. there isn't much money in the in the roller derby game nope. so i'm sure anything that they get out of a settlement even if they have to eventually drop the suit and settle because Major League Baseball and I'm sure the Cleveland ownership group have a lot more money than they do to fight this in court. Oh yeah. Or hold oh, it yeah. up in court so that they can continue on and be and uh, and keep the the Guardians name and eventually their the roller derby team's probably gonna have to settle yeah. and give up those resources. But they're gonna be paid handsome, handsomely for doing it. Yep. Other news we have, uh, we have some hirings for managers. Uh, Oliver Marmol has been hired as the Cardinals' new manager. Rich, what do you think? Good fit? I think it's a, I think it's a good fit. It fits what the Cardinals norm- normally do in hiring from within. Yep. Um, I still don't think Mike Schultz should have been fired. It almost seems like they hired Marmol so that they wouldn't lose him to another team because I guess they, they really believe in the guy and they didn't want to lose him to another team, so maybe he wasn't under the radar, kind of like hot 
So you're saying name as the next new guy to maybe get fired. So you think the firing was due to the fact that Marmol was going to get taken away and the Cardinals didn't want to sleep on him? I think so. Okay. I, uh, He's only 35 years old. He's going to be the major's youngest manager. I, I'm done with this youngest, per, youngest manager. Okay. I think if you're good with – like, I, yes, it's a big deal, it may, especially in Major League Baseball where um, – where age, like, Major League Baseball is known, like, you have to put in years in the minor leagues just to get in the majors. So it's one of the older sports in general to get a to be a rookie. Yeah, you can start at 18 in the minors, where nobody else basically can. But you have, like, you still have to put years in of service in before you ever get to the big leagues. Same way with managers. They don't care if you are the greatest thing since sliced bread when it comes to managing. You have to put years in to get there. I think it's the dumbest thing for us to think, oh, well, this guy is so young. Is he good at his job? Like, this is one of the things I've had a problem with for, for the last few years with all these major league Talking about how great, uh, what's his face? Um, Rams head coach, McVay? yeah, Sean McVay is like talking about how young he was when he got the job, and blah, blah, blah. was he good at what he was he doing a good job at what he was doing when he got the job? Yeah, obviously, yes. Did he deserve the job? Yes, and deserving a job doesn't mean you have years. In trugging through the terribleness, it's whether or not you, they think you can do the job. That's I, that's all I think it is. So, all right, I, I just don't think with the with the with the way Shield Shield uh, handled the Cardinals and the success that he had record wise, that he deserved to lose his job. And yes, but and that's all. I don't I don't think Marmo could be the guy that maybe takes him to the next takes them, moves them forward, and allows them to get, maybe get out of the wild card game or get out of the first round of the playoffs. But, um, I mean, did Joe Madden deserve to get to get released? To not get re-signed, I suppose? I wouldn't have been upset if they chose to bring him back. I think they should have. I think that his numbers showed that there was no reason to let him go. But... So the other peop the other uh, position uh, filled over in between the World Series, in between games in the World Series, was Bob Melvin. Yeah. He's going to move over and uh, go from Oakland, and he signed a new three-year deal with the Padres. So Which means Oakland he let, yeah. Oakland let him out of his contract, so yep. Oakland has an opening now. Yeah. Um, uh, the Oakland let him pursue an interview for the position because they had picked up a mutual option on his contract. But a, from from what I read, it seemed like he wasn't happy that his option got picked up. Yep. And he no longer wanted to be in Oakland anymore. That's kind of what I had seen too. So, um, so yeah, that's all we have for baseball. Um, Rich, do you see what's coming up next? Um, is it a left turn, Mike? Yes, it is. And after that is another left turn because we're heading into the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois, or online at their eBay store. 
Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs. That's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. First up, the Fantasy Shoutout. Solomon, it's your time to shine. How'd you do last week? Let's look at the tape. So, last week's winner in Kansas, Dupo24. Come on down. You were the one that won. Last week's <coughs> uh, winning by almost 60 points over you, Rich. Um, he Solomon comes in first. Rich, you come in second. I come in third. Tony, the funk house. You're coming in last, but that's all right. You still have a decent lead in against me overall. As overall standings has Rich, you're in first by just under 100 Almost uh, uh, just under two hundred or one hundred and seventy points, you're sitting at. Uh, uh, above Solomon, Solomon is making a charge though. He is doing really like. If he continues to do what he's been doing, you, next week could be a nail biter for you. Overall, um, Solomon's in second with six six thousand thirty five. Tony the Funk House is at 57.08, and I'm bringing up the rear overall at 5.338. But in the playoffs, Solomon has a commanding lead with 1,666 points so far. Solomon, you are scoring the devil's score plus 1,000. Rich, that is 200 points higher than you. Solomon's going to get the playoffs. He, yeah, yeah. He has cl- he has scored as much more than you are as you are ahead of him in the playoffs. And he could make that even better. Actually, no, that's above me. He's, I'm actually above you for the playoffs. And then you are below me, and then Tony's in last, so. All right. On the Nashville playoff standings, um, Martin Truex Jr., my pick to win it all, is currently in six, putting him below the cutoff line. And as we said two weeks ago, Kevin Harvick, your pick, Mike, was eliminated yeah. after uh, after the last cut. So Kansas, the Hollywood Casino 400, your race winner, Kyle Larson. Are we on repeat? Um, he might be. Okay. He's doing really good this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Mike, your pick of Chase Elliott came in second. My playoff driver pick of Martin Truex still finished in the top ten, finished um, finishing seventh on the non-playoff side. However, he I finished think. last out of the four people we picked. Yes, he did. Uh, on the non-playoff side, my pick of Kevin Harvick came in third. Your pick of Kurt Busch came in fourth. So we split the points. Yeah. So for the playoffs, I've got a ten to seven lead. And Mike, you're also down three for the overall season as it's 25 to 22. However, Mike, your two drivers combined finished better than mine. So I'm going to give you the pick for your playoff driver and non-playoff driver for Martinsville for the Xfinity 500. So I am going to pick Denny Hamlin to win the race as my playoff driver. Who you got for your playoff driver? Um, only because I need him to get into the championship four. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. again. And Solomon, you feel free to play along at home if you want to pick somebody as your uh, winner for the Xfinity 500 
at Martinsville. Go ahead and put it in the comments. Anybody watching us live is allowed to do that. Um, so don't forget, you get a playoff driver and a non-playoff driver. Rich, your non-playoff driver, who you got? Um, I, I want you to give yours first. Okay. I have a comment about that. Uh, I'm picking William Byron. And that is a good choice. I really wanted, I was really hoping you'd pick somebody else. Uh, so I'll take uh, Truex's teammate in Joe Gibbs Racing, Christopher Bell, instead. Hmm. Um, overall, I like the Denny Hamlin pick as well. He's done really well um, at Martinsville, and he also needs to chase some stage points yep. to make sure he stays above that cut line. So yeah. you know he's going to want to stay run up. You, you know he's going to want to run up, run in the front of the pack rather than stay back and try to avoid the big one. The Rex at the short track. So Solomon Stroop okay. has his picks in, made it in in the nick of time. He is picking Kyle Busch as his playoff driver. Boo. By the way, Solomon, you do understand that anybody, anytime somebody picks Kyle Busch in these picks, <laughs> he ends up wrecking, just so you know. Maybe that's why he picked him. He watches the show well enough. And then uh, his non-playoff driver, Alex Bowman. I, I do like the Kyle Busch pick. He However, has to, doesn't he have to win to stay in? No, I think he is one point above the cut line. So he's one point above the cut line. So you know Kyle Busch is going to be chasing stage. Oh yeah, so he'll chase I, it to I, wreck I himself. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to see Kyle Busch in the playoffs. So advance. That's why I he'll be in my fantasy lineup, but I don't want him to win the entire thing. Yeah, that's a that's a good call there. Okay. Let's head out of the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated and head on to the gridiron. This week's pick 'em shoutouts. We know who won't be on there. <laughs> Hasn't picked a single game all year. Solomon Stroop, dead last. Rich, let me get to the weekly performance because. Ooh. And once again, you beat me by one point, extending your lead to 73 picks over my 71. But again, for the second week in a row, I have one pick on you because of Thursday night football. You do. So we'll get to that. Um, recap of week seven, the Bears went down to Tampa and lost really bad. 38-3. to three. Yeah. Yeah, in a in a very embarrassing way. Like it's it's like it's like if Moline High School went out there and played. Not Rocky. Rocky's a good team. They they probably would have done better. They probably would have scored at least six points. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't watch the game. I, I didn't watch the game. I chose to watch the NASCAR race. Yeah, I don't blame you. That was oh, that was rough. We had people come over for dinner that night and. Uh, I made steaks on the grill, and it was really delicious. By the way, can't wait to you when you guys you guys are coming up next weekend. Yeah, so far we're so far. Yes, we are still planning on coming up next week. As, if, if, as of Thursday, remind me if you're coming up. If sure you're will. okay, and you're coming up Friday night, or you coming up Saturday morning. Um, we'd be leaving here, but we probably wouldn't get up there in time for dinner on Friday. Yeah, on Friday, we wouldn't okay. be there. For That's the fine. Time. But I can put the – remind me on Thursday that you're confirmed coming. That way I can put steaks on – I can put – make sure the steaks are thawing out so we we can have steaks. We're having steaks sure. next Saturday. 
Okay. So anywho, uh, the bear that makes the bears three and four. Um, Mike, I'm six and one picking the bears. You're five and two. Yeah. Mike, how'd our locks of the week go? So this week's lock of the week. Last week, Rich, you picked the Packer. Or yeah, did you pick the Packers over the Washington football team? As you did. And sure enough, they won. So good job on that. Um, and I picked the Arizona Cardinals over the Texans the first time in the NFL season uh, that an NFL regular season game has ended in a score of 31 to 5 in favor of the Cardinals. That, man. That so that score is not as it, I do not like not just because the the point differential isn't more, but that score is a better score than the the Bears losing to the because at least your defense was able able to get a safety. Mm-hmm. It's those little fun facts that that I really like. First time that the that an NFL game has ever ended in that score. Yeah. Um, so Mike, um, you're six and one on your locks. I am seven and zero. Oh. Okay. All right. The upset specials, Mike. Yours didn't come through Ooh. as the Atlanta Falcons beat your beat the Miami Dolphins, uh, thirty to twenty eight on a last minute game ending field game winning field goal. Um, I was I, upset when I saw them take the lead. I was upset because I knew that they gave them too much time. And my upset of the Bengals going into Baltimore and getting the win came through as the Bengals. They won 41 to 17. Yeah, I think that was a great pick. And I I actually think I had the Bengals as my pick for last week. As as a I had them winning, I think. Yeah, I did not think that that was going to be that big of a point differential in that game. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a close game. Um, so I'm four and three. You're three and four. Mike, how did Thursday night football go? Well, unfortunately, and fortunately, all at the same time, mm-hmm. because I picked the Packers, they still won. Beating the Packers, or the Packers beating the Cardinals, twenty-four to twenty-one, on a last, on a fourteen seconds left in the game, interception where A.J. Green had no clue what was going on in the game. Yeah, he looked like he was blocking for some reason. Yeah. He didn't turn around. He didn't. 100% had no clue what was going on in the game. In fact, I would almost argue that he deserved to get a offensive pass interference on that play. Yeah. It would have been declined. Oh, yeah. And, and in fact, I think it would have been better if he would have done a better job pass interference because then he might have, you know, prevented the interception. They would have had a shot to at least tie it. Even if they get the 10-yard penalty, you're you're at the 12-yard line kicking from the 22? I'd take those odds. Take your cha- yeah, and you take your chances in overtime. 100% I'd take those odds. But, yeah, what, but what about the Cardinals' defense standing up the Packers to force to, to get the ball back? So that allowed Kyler Murray to drive down the field and almost win the game. And James Conner. Well, so we man, we got to talk about all of the the last minute of that game. We got to talk about all of it. I guess it was four minutes, wasn't it? That drive was a four minute drive. 
Yeah, but so so you had a touchdown overturned. Which I think the call on the field was wrong. So I think the overturn was the right call. From the video evidence that I saw, though, I never saw anything that made me think there was enough video evidence to overturn it. So I think the call on the field was incorrect, but I did not think there was enough video evidence to overturn it. You, Rich, how do you feel about that? Well, because I didn't want to see Aaron Jones score a touchdown because he was playing against me in fantasy. Who had that guy, by the way? Oh, I think Solomon did. Oh, Solomon. Ooh. So, but seeing the replays, I saw, I, I think that I saw enough that the butt hit, that his butt hit the ground. That would mean he was down before he could fall back and get the ball over the over the goal line. Yeah. But at the same time, they called a touchdown. I don't think that they're, I, I agree with you. The call on the, call on the field was wrong, but I don't know if there was enough evidence or an angle to see if the ball was over the goal line when his butt hit the ground so on top of all of that then james connor like a champ gets met in the end zone like three excuse me three yards deep time on now okay you also had a you also had the the ram the the uh the packers getting hit with a delay a game penalty oh yeah because they didn't have any timeouts and yep the guys couldn't get set yep so aaron Rodgers is stuck with a four so instead of a touchdown they get hit with a delay a game penalty backing them up five yards was it or yeah it was five yards so it put it on the six yard line and aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to so he takes off running and the and the cardinals defense stops him at the one yard line to deny them and they that's how they got the turnover and everybody is thinking come on now they're gonna get they're the 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 way that the the packers defense was playing i thought they were gonna get a safety out of that i 100 out of of your out of your james connor run correct right well in general i thought you're backed up that far the defense has been playing really well they're gonna get a safety out of this and then james connor comes running and he gets met three yards back and powers his way to make sure he doesn't get a safety and gets out of the end zone. Barely gets to the one-yard line. Kyler Murray out of, through some short passes to get out of the end zone and then some great deep passes gets him into the red zone. By the way, uh, before last night's game, 15 for 15 people have scored once they've gotten into the red zone against the Green Bay Packers defense. 15 for 15. Nobody has got up until Thursday night's game. Nobody had gotten into the red zone without getting into a score or getting into the end zone against the Packers defense and the Packers held three different times going into this last drive kept them from getting a touchdown and what happened on that last drive Mike oh my goodness so they get down to the one yard line and get the play called 
Kyler Murray, there's 50, there's 20 seconds left in the game. Kyler Murray drops back, scans the field, throws it over to A.J. Green, who has no clue the ball is coming to him. Interception to a gentleman who two weeks ago, Rich, do you know who he played for? No, I don't. The Arizona practice squad. Legit, he played for the Arizona p- practice squad up until like two or three weeks ago. Wow. I don't even remember the guy's name. Makes an interception. 14 seconds left. No time. Nobody has timeouts. It's over. Green Bay kneels the ball. They win the game. What a way. I mean, Aaron Rodgers on the sideline was... Ecstatic. Ecstatic. But even he was, the Cardinals were going further and further down the field. He was dejected. And he was getting ready for he at minimum he was he had to get ready for overtime right because yeah. what's the worst that's going to happen they're they're at the three yard they're at the one yard line the worst thing that's going to happen to them is they're going to force you to go into overtime. Yeah, I mean, would that play have been different if if the previous play Kyler Murray wasn't maybe limping to where he could have scrambled or ran ran in for the game winning touchdown instead of having to throw it? I think it might have. The scary thing about they oh man, so did you watch the game? How much of the game yeah. did you get to watch? Um, I watched at least from at least halftime on. So the second to last drive for the Green Bay Packers, not the one that they failed to score the touchdown, but the one before that, the running the ball out of the end zone, the play that happened there, cleanest play, cleanest play in that situation I've seen in a long time. And we have one guy gets knocked himself straight out. And the other guy can't get up because his leg hurts. Did you get to see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. The NFL has done so much to make this play. This is the most dangerous play. I mean, the kickoff return is the most dangerous play in, I would say, all of sports outside of NASCAR. NASCAR has done its best to make itself as safe as they can, but you're still driving a car 200 miles an hour around a track an inch from the guy next to you. That is never... You can't make that as safe as you can most any other sport. But this play is the second most... I would say second most dangerous play in NASCAR, or in, in all of sports. And when that happens, we watch two guys... That they like this was this, I, I was as scared at that play as I was when I saw Ryan Newman flip and end up behind a tent because they couldn't they couldn't let us know how he was doing until the next day. I, I don't know how you felt about it. I'm not a fan of either of these two teams, but man, that was a scary play. All right, so Mike, that was week seven. Yep. Week number eight. Let's get it. Technically, started. we're talking about week number eight because the the Packers Cardinals That's was right. week eight. In in our in for our yes. show purposes, previewing week number eight. So, the 49ers will be going into Chicago to take on the Bears. Yeah, the Forty ers are going to go win in Chicago. Is that what you said? Um, is that your pick, Mike? Oh yeah, Forty ers are going to win. All right, I'm going to go with the Bears only because. 
the 49ers didn't look good in their game. They were struggling to move the ball just as they put up more points, but they were struggling to move the ball. So I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to get the Bears to those to, to those eight wins. So I'm gonna pick the Bears. Uh, yeah. Even if the Bears get more than the four wins that I predicted, which by the way they're at already. Um, no, they have three. Oh, three. So if yeah. they get one more, they've tied what I've said already. I think they're going to probably beat it. I don't think it's going to be the 49ers, though. Okay. I, I'm, I'm being optimistic. Okay. This week's an even week. So, Rich, you get the lock of the week. Who are you going to take? I'm going to go with the Bills over the Dolphins. Ooh, nice pick. That should be a pretty good lock. My lock of the week, I think, is as good of a lock, if not better, because the Dolphins sometimes play better. And that's a divisional game, something to look out to not do normally. But I think that's still a safe pet. I'm picking the Rams over the Texans. I like that as well as a lock. Yeah. Texans seem like they don't want to win football games. No, they don't. And the Rams are a great team anyway. Yeah. So, all right, Mike, uh, the upsets. I'm going to give it, I'm going to have the Lions getting their first win over the Eagles. Okay, I like that. I like that. Except it's the Lions. I don't think they're trying to win either. Um, I'm going to go with Steelers over the Browns. Um, and, and here's why. Okay. Mike Tomlin is pissed. You don't have it even on the outline. His press conference Tuesday after what, or was it Monday? It might have been Monday. I think it was Tuesday, though. After what uh, Carson Palmer said on the Dan Patrick show? Yeah, yeah. He did not like that. He thought that he was he would be a good fit for the USC job, and he might leave the Steelers yep. to take the job. Yep. That's what he said. Mike Tomlin said, F you, no. Never say never, but never. Legitimately, that's a quote. <laughs> that is a direct quote. All right. I, I like the Steelers over the Browns as well. I, I hate the Steelers. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, the Browns, um, Baker Mayfield's on the mend. He takes, yeah. a, he takes a wrong hit. He can be knocked out. Um, and, I mean, Nick Chubb is going to be back. But, you know, I mean, he's still recovering from an injury a little bit. So he could he may not last the entire game. All right, Mike, um, for some odd reason, somebody at Fox or the NFL scheduling thought it would be a good idea to put the Colts and the Jets on Thursday night. So, folks, if you have nothing going on on Thursday night, don't watch the Jets and the Colts. It's a terrible game. You don't want to watch it. There's no reason to watch it. Uh, I think I'm going to watch a rerun of whatever the last game of the World Series was. Even if the Astros win? Even if the Astros win. Okay. I'll pray that this time when I watch it, it'll be, the outcome will become different. I don't know. All right, so you're going Jets or the Colts? Um... The one, the team out of this that I don't think is trying to lose intentionally, the Colts. The Colts, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the Colts are a good football team. I just don't know who thought that it would be a good idea to put the Jets on as a prime time Thursday night game. I think the other problem there is that the I think the the Colts are a great football team, uh, but you know it's man. Uh, folks, we are probably going to go a little bit long today because we still have a huge topic to talk about. But first, got to get into our power rankings. Uh, Rich, this week's power rankings, um, man, the 
it's hard because after Thursday night's game, I think my power rankings change all of a sudden. I can agree with that. I would not. I would not have the team that I have at number one, number one, if we took Thursday night football into our rankings. Yeah, if we took Thursday night football into our rankings, my number two team would definitely be my number one. But I don't know how they're going to do this week. If they win, fine. I mean, they're they're playing the. One of us picked them as our lock of the week. All right, Mike. So because we want to get into what happened with one of our Chicago teams, let's maybe let's maybe do this um, quick fire. Okay, number one. Quick fire. Arizona. I have the Cardinals as well. Where does the ELO and the power rankings have as number one? Um, Buccaneers for the power rankings and ELO also the Buccaneers. Okay, I can agree with that. My number two team, I still have the Rams. I agree. They are number two is the Arizona Cardinals according to the ELO. Number three, uh, they have the Rams. The they're the power rankings has the has it as the Rams. Uh, I have the Green Bay Packers. Um, I put Tom Brady in the Bucks here. Okay, number four is where I put Tom Brady in the Bucks. Who do you got it for, Rich? The Green Bay Packers. And number four for the power rankings goes the Buffalo Bills. Number five. Rich, the Dallas Cowboys. That's where I put the Cowboys, too. Okay, number six, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I gave this one to the Buffalo Bills. Okay, which is where I put them at seven. The ELO had at six, the Green Bay Packers. At seven, the Baltimore Ravens. All right, my number seven team is the Tennessee Titans. Okay, and my number eight team is the Tennessee Titans. All right. In my number eight slot, that's where I put the Baltimore Ravens. The Los Angeles Chargers for the power rankings. Number 10 and number nine. I'm sorry, number nine, not number 10. I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I went with the Bengals at number nine. Ooh. Uh, the power rankings seem to think the Tennessee Titans. All right. And rounding out my top ten, that's where I put the Superchargers. I put the Las Vegas Raiders. By the way, I have I have the Cincinnati Bengals at number 11. All right. That's where I put the Raiders. Okay. So, so our we're top... Not far, our, our, we're not that far off. Our top 11 is perfect with each other. Um, let's move down to our bottom five real quick. Uh, Real quick, Mike, where did you put the Bears? Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, the Bears, I have it 17 still. Mostly because I, 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 I think that they lost to a really good team. I moved them down to 20. I was kind of comparing them. That. I kind of was comparing them to the other teams that have a similar record, and I felt the other teams that have a similar record were better than them. Okay. Were better than they are, so that's why I put them at 20. And because we are in the north, where do you have the Vikings? Uh, the Vikings, I have them all the way up at 15. I have them at 18. Okay, bottom five. Let's start with the bottom. We'll go with 32. At 32, I have the Detroit Lions. Until they win that first game, they're automatically going to be in number 32 for me. Okay, number 31. Jacksonville. Agreed. Number 30. This is where I put the Texans. Uh, that's not what you have on here. I don't? 
I have the Texans. You have the... Oh, no, you do have the Texans. I'm sorry. I have the Jets. I have the Jets. Okay. You have the Texans. The Jets, I put the Jets at... I put the Texans at 29. 28? The Miami Dolphins. I have the New York Jets, and my 27 is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is where I put the G-Men. Okay. So, you know, we basically line up on that one as well. Um, uh, 32, Detroit, 31, Houston, 30, Jacksonville, 29, Jets, 28, Giants, and 27, the Eagles, according to the power rankings. Yep, that's where I put the Eagles as well. Right there at... Oh, no, I put the Eagles at 26. Okay. Okay, so that is our power rankings, folks. We're not going to talk about it too much. It hasn't changed a lot. Uh, we're heading in, so we're going into quick hits, but not a quick hit. This is going to be, man. A, lot, a little bit, a lot to unpack here and not kind of, kind of controversial and maybe even a little bit uncomfortable. To I don't about. even think it's controversial. Okay. It's only controversial in how terrible it was handled. And I, I think, again, this is why we named it what we named it this week. We stand with Kyle in this situation. Let's get into it. Um, Rich, you go ahead first. Uh, you want to start off with what, what precipitated this this week, and then we'll get into the actual uh, conversation. Um. So the Blackhawks had a revealed their findings of an investigation that they initiated uh, to investigate a sexual assault allegation with a member of the 2010 uh, squad for a player on the 2010 Stanley Cup champion team. And the results of that of that findings led to the general manager, Stan Bowman, resigning. And also it led to... Um, Joe Quinville, the coach of that team, having stepping down from his position as as the head coach of the Florida Panthers. Yeah. So um, they well. they Mike, you read more into the story than I did. So what 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 was uncovered in that investigation that they chose to reveal? So the Jenner Block Report is what this is called. You can find it at Jenner dot com. Um, and I, I'll we'll actually share this on our in the comments of our Facebook page. So if you are wonder if you want to look at this um, at the full report, feel free. Um, so much to talk about. Um, I have not read the whole report. I've read some synopsises, some stuff like that. Um, but in the report. Um, a John Doe alleged um, inappropriate conduct with an assistant coach is what they're calling him here. Um, and I, I, I had read that he was the video coordinator, but but he, anyway, it was a prom, It was a member of the coaching staff, Aldrich, um, who basically. Uh, had some unwanted, unwelcome sexual advances. 
he basically told the player that if he doesn't um, comply, that uh, the player would basically be, his career would be over. He... He, the player apparently complied to, I would call this non-consensual sexual ex with this coach. And on top of it, well, I don't want to, so... They allowed the 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 team had a meeting the the leadership, um, and and I'll tell you so the people in the meeting were McDonald the uh, one of the lead I don't remember his position. I believe he was the president. John McDonald was the president. Bowman the the, the GM. Yep. M- Mick Isaac. Blanc. Gray and Shavlovsky and Quinville. These guys were all in a meeting. Uh, At the meeting, all participates. None of them could recall all of the information. Uh, Or they all were recalled being informed of the incident. Um, But, and, and, some other things but uh, Bowman recalled McDonald saying the most senior member of the of the team at the time so the president of the team saying he was going to handle Aldrich Aldrich then continued to be with the team and travel with the team through the playoffs for three weeks, no actions were taken. The incident was not addressed. Aldrich was allowed to celebrate the cup victory with the person that he victimized. And then Aldrich was told, we'll either investigate or you can resign. These are your choices. He said he would resign. No investigation was done. No other disciplinary action happened. So this comes out Tuesday. So... As of... I want to say... As of today, we have found out who this John Doe is. Kyle Beach. Kyle, we support you. What you went through was the most, was some of the most terrible things 
a human being can ever face. Some of. Nobody should have to go through this. No amount of us being sorry. No amount of financial recuperation that they will inevitably end up having to give you is enough to for us to feel like you've gotten your just. I hope, I pray that we can still go after Aldrich and I hope he ends up in jail. Beyond that, any of these people that were in this meeting that knew anything about it, they deserve to go to jail. They covered up for someone who is a monster and is a terrible human being. Kyle Beach had the balls in this situation to stand up and say this isn't right. He A, reported it to those above him, and B, has come out since when his name was not in the public eye. He was allowed to file suit in a way that allowed him to stay anonymous. But he said no and put a face to this situation. Kyle, we stand behind you. And if it means that the Chicago ba- the Chicago hockey team has to declare bankruptcy because you take every bit of their money, I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with this team for, for now. We know that it at least went up to the president level. I got to think that if the president knew about it, he probably had to report this to his higher-ups, the owners. I'm not okay with the ownership group if they knew about this either. Yeah, I think the only thing that I've seen that the of the comments from the ownership group was that they have submitted a request to have his name removed from the Stanley Cup. That's not enough. Exactly. I I totally agree. That's not enough. This ownership group, you need to sell. I'm sure hockey teams don't have the the financial need for somebody to buy it out out from under them. By the way... There would would easily be a a buyer. By the way, the Blackhawks have had like a 20-year sellout record. People, they sell out all the time. I hope something happens where they don't sell out until they sell the team. I love this team. They're my favorite hockey team. I will not support them right now till, till more changes happen. I you've gotten rid of the president. You've gotten rid of the GM. You've gotten rid of a lot of these people... I still can't support you because I guarantee you the ownership group knew more than what they're letting on to. And we can insulate them. They can be insulated all they want. I still don't believe it. Yeah, I, I can agree with that too. I mean, the 
mean their way of we're gonna take care of this I'll handle this to if, if the only course of action was that I, I almost kind of feel like I get the impression that it was a to save everybody from saving this from going public why don't you just resign yeah quietly quietly yep. resign we if you do that to help us out we'll We will not press charges and take this any further than we have to. Yes. At this time, with what knowledge that we have of this. Not acceptable. No. I, I can agree with that. Um. So, I mean, while it happened 11 years ago or sometime during the, the 2010 season, I think the coaches and the leadership that chose to step down uh, after the findings that were released they fully they fully deserve to lose their jobs over this I mean if Donald if Donald Sterling can lose his job over his statements how is this ownership team going to be allowed to hold their team he was forced that, to sell that is a good comparison Mike great comparison I am I'm I'm putting it out there. I am calling for this ownership team to sell the team and sell it to somebody who wants it. And I know you want it, but I don't care. Blackhawks sell. All right. So the Wirtz so the the Wirtz family needs yes. to sell the team. Yes. 100%. And should a portion of the sale go Yes. To Go to beach. Yes. As part of the settlement. Yeah. Hundred percent. I not a hundred percent of the sale. I'm not saying a hundred percent. But of course. I a hundred percent agree with your statement. A percentage. And I think a rather a large percentage. Um. No, I'm. I'm mortified that the that a team that I love is going through such a thing. And I, I hope that the ownership sells. Do the right thing. It's a black eye on the on an original six team. So Yeah, not good not good times for uh for the Blackhawks. But um it, it's good to see that at least the people that were involved and had to release the findings of this investigation, did the right thing and stepped down because of it rather than trying to deflect and say that I knew about it but I was directed by people higher than me that it was being handled so that's why I chose to take no action Yeah. at the time and, and stayed on the job um, and then stayed on the job so a little bit happier note, we did not let's go into end with the mass Singer like we have the past couple of weeks we did not have anybody eliminated as it was a kind of like a best of episode on Monday. Yep. It was the best of the series, by the way. Uh, we'll give you a quick spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, if you don't want to know who they think is the number one performer over the six seasons that they've had, the number one performance, hang up now. Turn it off. That's okay. We don't take. We don't hold anything against you, but uh, there was no, there's no reveal of who's who and anything like that. We won't even reveal who the 
Rich, we won't reveal who the new uh, spoiler or the the new wild card is. We won't tell you what that is. Um, well, we will tell you, okay, now that you've had a spoiler alert about 10 seconds ago, you've had time to turn it off. If you're still listening, you don't care about The Masked Singer, and uh, you're going to get some spoilers. Um, Rich, the top 10, I think their number one was correct. With the monster... And singing, stay with me. I did not. Um, well, I think it was T Pain's, who was the monster. It was T Pain. Well, that I know. While I think that was his best performance during his uh, season on the show, <coughs> I, I still think that there were better performances. Oh, I don't know. I think that performance of "Stay with Me" was. So there were two performances of that season, both of which st- were in the top ten. There were that were, I think, the reason the show became what it is today. And Scott those Osmond doing the greatest showman, opening the show, opening the show with greatest showman in a way that was amazing, lights out, awesome. Um, and then to, and that was number 10 and number one was uh, T-Pain doing stay with me with no auto tune folks. In he fact, the auto tune uh, for any of his numbers. I know it was amazing. Any of his performances. And in fact, a great job. the only I time he had auto tune on, by the way, was when he was using his speaking voice. That's kind of how they do the, the modulation it's with some auto-tune and some other effects. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the, the one thing <coughs> that I was surprised made it onto there. Yep. Only because this character didn't go very go as far in the show as the other people that made the top ten. Yep. Was the seahorse singing My Heart Will Go On. But I also have a personal hatred, hatred of that song. So I... So I that, that was the one that I didn't like. I thought it was all right. I can understand your. I, I didn't. I agree. I don't think it. I don't think it was as good as the other ones. But uh, uh, Danielle was upset that the astronaut was not one of the top yeah. ten. Okay, but the astronaut. I think I don't. Did he even make the, like the court? He didn't get go very far in the show. But he. Uh, the he, one that I was. Yep. Go ahead. I think he his performance was better than uh, the the seahorse. So, yeah, the one that I was surprised didn't make it was the night angel. Who yeah, won, who actually won one of the seasons. Yeah, I really thought I really liked her performance of uh, Ragdoll. Yeah, yeah, and would have thought that, that would have been in the top ten. And um, so I don't know. I mean, I liked the turtle singing. Uh, Fix you and uh, and Wayne Brady, uh, Wayne Brady's uh, uh, tenderness. Oh yeah, a lot better than than T-Pain. Wayne Brady. Speaking of which, um, I didn't catch it at the time, but Wayne Brady during the rap break in tenderness called himself out. He did. Hundred percent called himself off. out. Yeah, he rattled off who the people have been guessing him as, 
as you think I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, and he dropped his own name. He 100% did. I don't know if anybody caught it at the time, but, man, that's awesome. By the way, listening to it back, I was like, oh, that's 100% Wayne Brady. Oh, yeah. That's almost how you feel with a lot of them, where it's like, it was that person? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that now. <laughs> yeah. That one, especially when I was listening to it, I was like, no, that that's Wayne Brady. That voice is 100% Wayne Brady. I know that voice. I've heard him sing yeah. on plenty of other stuff. Yeah, Mostly Whose Line Is It Anyway. Yeah, if you watch enough Whose Line Is It Anyway, he's always has like a musical number where he's improvising yeah. something. Yeah. So. Okay. Rich, people are l- watching us on Facebook, but they want to really just listen to us in their car while they drive an hour and a half to get to uh, Sam's Club. What should they do? You know, you can uh, find our podcast wherever you find your other podcasts that you listen to. Uh, just search Balls and Sticks, and you'll find me and Mike looking like we're swinging baseball bats and tuxedos. And, folks, if you are listening to us on one of those podcasts and you want to see our pretty faces, you have two options on this. One, you can go to Facebook.com slash Balls and Sticks, and you can actually check us out live if you like us on the page and you sign up for the notifications, you will find out when we are online. You can join us. You can get shout-outs like Solomon Stroop. By the way, Solomon, uh, it says you're not watching anymore. If you are, go make your picks for fantasy. Or for the pick em. Make your picks for the pick em. Yeah, check that too. But most Actually, Rich doesn't want you to, so he wins this week. But... Make sure you do your uh, fantasy pick so we can give you a shout-out next week that you actually made some picks. If you make picks, I will shout you out. I don't care if you make any picks. Even if they're wrong, I will shout you out. Try to get one right so that I know that you actually did a pick, though. I don't have to deep dive into it. Anyway, folks, uh, you can also check us out on YouTube. Um, so there's that. Thank you all for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Sorry we went so long today, uh, an hour and 14 minutes, but that topic with the Blackhawks needs to be talked about. This needs to happen. This ownership to group needs to sell. That's all. That's how I'm going to end it. Rich, what do we need to do? It's time to roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 